Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Julia back on Monday. So we're very happy to welcome in the food and dining editor of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine and co-host of the Weekly Dish, it's Stephanie Marsh. Yay! <laughs> I'm Good Friday! Good Friday! I'm Good Friday material! I know, you always are. We do ask you a lot on Friday, I know, and we? I'm uh, always up for that. That is Love it. so nice. Thank you for being with us today. And you know... Uh, last night, I'm just kind of um, sitting outside trying to avoid the thousand, hundred thousand gnats that were oh. uh, floating around in the backyard. Mm. Uh, um, it's not your imagination, people. No. They're it's, really there. Do you know they can kill chickens? I did not know that. No. Chickens can die from gnats. From the gnats, yeah. yeah. They're they're very bad. It was front page of the Star Tribune oh, so that Minnesotans could know that they are not imagining not things okay. and know they're not mosquitoes. So yeah. anyway, and I get the news... You know, I see. Uh, I thought I, I thought I was getting a message from my mom, and I see the thing. Oh, Doctor John died, yeah. died of a heart attack. I'm so glad. I only saw him once. Yeah, when he played but you got him. CHS Field. Oh, right. Do you remember that in yep. 2015? I totally do. Yeah. So I remember. Kate, I'm like Casey. We got to go, and I don't know why. I think that concert was free. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. But um, anyway, I had never seen him in concert no. before. And he had played at the Dakota and people just raved at how fun he was. And he really. And it was a good show. It, it, yeah, we were. Just, he was so funky and he had all this headgear on. And um, I did not know that like his story, like, well, Ringo Starr was one of the first people to tweet because Dr. John would be in the Ringo Starr all-star band yeah. traveling thing sometime. Um, and I, I did not realize like his life story. He could have a damn movie when I was they reading his New York. probably will be, don't you think? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he dropped out of high school. He was uh, a white kid who found a home among these black musicians and kind of just his dad ran a record shop and fixed PA systems at New Orleans bars. So he started hanging out in yep. the bar scene and he played guitar and keyboards and he got into music full-time after he dropped out of high school he got hooked on heroin whoa he got his left hand basically blown off in a shooting incident he served time (laughs) for a couple of years and all of this is good music all the time all by the (laughs) time he's 24 and then he moves uh you know to um uh he gets out of prison and and moves to uh with his friend uh, Harold Batiste, who'd left New Orleans to make music in in uh, Los Angeles, mm. and in mm-hmm. his memoir, he said he took the name Doctor John inspiration for this real life voodoo doctor, uh, like in the mid eighteen hundreds. Wow! Yeah, and you know New Orleans. I mean, my girlfriend, if she's listening, you know who you are, Jen. <laughs> she always says New Orleans is the most northern city in the Caribbean. <laughs> 
okay. I, I, I agree. I, I get the point. Yep. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. She just said that's the mindset mm-hmm. that people have to understand. The Caribbean and the French yeah. influence is way stronger than, oh, this is, yeah. you know. And uh, anyway, he was, you saw him in The Last Waltz, if you saw that documentary. And of course, everyone knows uh, uh, his uh, song, Right Place, Wrong Time. Yeah. That was his only really That was the big, hit. like, mainstream big hit. hit. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, yeah. like, played with everybody and was beloved and 77. Yeah. And Bonnaroo, the festival, is named after a Dr. John album. Who oh, knew? it is. Yeah. Yeah, I did not is. know that. I didn't know that either, but huh. the New York Times is a thorough obituary. <laughs> they did their job. And Bonnaroo was named after the, uh, the festival founders were looking through old record albums for inspiration. Wow. And they liked the cover of, of. this uh, Desitively Bonnaroo. Desitively Bonnaroo. Thank oh, you, that Johnny. sounds right. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, yeah. He was, of course, known as, what was his nickname? I remember, Lori? Huh? Dr. John was what known as also his nickname? I don't, can't remember. It was the Night Tripper. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Night Tripper. The Night Tripper. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. His real name was, uh, his real name, Mac Rebenak. Rebenak. Oh, that sounds Mac just Rebenak. so... That's so by uh, you. By you, yeah. <laughs> it's so by you. I was going to say, yeah. So, Bonnaroo uh, is derived, by the way, Bon means good, and French means rue, which is street, so the best oh, on the yeah, streets. Oh, yeah, Bonnaroo. Oh, the good street. There yeah, it is. There so there you go. And then, um, you know, I uh, tweet back and forth with Shaletta. Yeah. Remember Shaletta, remember who used to Shaletta. be here with Brian Lambert? Lambert. She's got a competing radio show, oh. but we tweet back and forth at each other, and her autistic boy started singing to little naz oh my god and no that just happened this week and she he has not spoken. spoken and i don't know if he's four or five but she just posted like she was so grateful about wow. it and um little naz it he like re- retweeted her thing and he's like so glad to hear it cbs NBC, everybody is calling her oh my word i know she might be on a national news story oh. next week uh, <laughs> Because, I mean, that's, yeah. do you know that song, Little Naz? Yeah, I know it, but I don't know it, know it. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't make me sing it is no, what I'm saying. No, no, but you recognize it when yeah. you hear yeah. it. Yeah. Is it on yeah. our rotation, Donnie? No, I think it's, lyrically it's a little tough. To, to filter through? But, uh, is it because there's <laughs> hey, bad it's not words? up to me. It's I don't not have bad anything words to do with in it. it, though. I don't know. I, I, I don't decide those things. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. But yeah. so I tweeted, and she, like, you know, she's, I don't I don't know if, I think Shalala is from New Orleans, but she said, I haven't gotten over Mrs. Chase dying from Dookie Chase's, which is a famous, famous New Orleans yes. restaurant in the Treme neighborhood that I never, never went to. Oh, God. Leah Chase literally was one of the food icons, you know, that people didn't, you took for granted, you know, and because she was also a civil rights activist. And so 96 she... 96 years 96 old. 96 years old. And I was telling you that she is the inspiration for the woman in Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie. The, the girl, Tiana, that. who has a restaurant and then oh. does this I, thing. I no and idea. there's an opening credit scene where there's Tiana is doing the, is, is like running around and serving all these beignets right. and everything else in working hard. And the background music is Dr. John. Ah. So, hmm. I yeah, know. I know. I, and nice. she was like, I haven't, and I thought, yes, because I remember seeing this mm-hmm. that Leah had died on June 1st. Mm-hmm. And, uh, her, she and her husband, who I guess was a band leader, yeah, Dookie Chase, yep. stepped in to help run Dookie Chases. He was the junior, and his dad got sick. Yeah, and she said, "I thought I was going to be the hostess out front, but there was nobody cooking, so I landed in the kitchen." Yep, and it started out 
you know, is a po' boy shop in a worn shotgun house, which if you've ever been to New Orleans, they're tiny, they're just a shotgun house because Elvis Presley was known for, you could fire a shotgun from the front door to the back door. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how small it was. And uh, so she is the one, people didn't know what a shrimp cocktail was. She told Gourmet Magazine in 2000, they thought it was something to drink. And (laughs) her signature dishes were gumbo, jambalaya, trout trout amandine, Mm -hmm. red beans and rice. Yep. Yep. Ray Charles immortalized Dookie Chases in a song. Yeah. No. And then I was shocked about this. And not that she got the James Beard Foundation Award in 2016, a lifetime achievement, Mm -hmm. but she's the first African American to get that honor. Yeah. What the hell? I know. James Beard Foundation. Yeah. A long time. A long time. Long time. And she had to be, you know, uh, 93. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of amazing because she, again, had a really. I mean, Donnie, do they, or you might know this, do, when people are notable and they reach, like, the age of, I don't know what it would be, 70, Yeah. do newspapers have a... Like a, a solid, a, like a waiting? Oh, no, yeah, an obituary, <laughs> oh, sort of, oh, somewhat written. they do. I think they, get cl- I think they get clips, they start to gather. Yeah. They yeah. start to gather clips and they start to gather... You know, things yeah. like I bet Betty White has, you know, a stack yeah, yeah. of things. People are just waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know? I mean, this uh, her Mrs. Chase's uh, uh, obituary in The New York Times was just like, well, and she had, she could have a movie, too. She, uh, her story's so unbelievable. Besides Princess and the Frog. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And her, my job was just to feed people. Yeah. She said. Yeah. No, if you there's some beautiful words written in The New York Times. Also, uh, I think on Epicurious. Uh, but Brett. Anderson, who is the Times Picayune food critic, yeah, you know he's from Minnesota. I did not know he that. went to Blake. Okay, and he's 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 he putting together story. a beautiful thing. I oh. cannot wait to read it. Okay, so. all right, very yep. good. Listen, when we come back, it is our story. We can't get enough. Is that our little Doctor J, the Bonnaroo song? Such a night. That was the follow-up single to uh, Right Place, Wrong Time. Uh. Love, just love, love, love Such a night. And thank you, Kelly. Uh, Kelly tweeted us. She said a few years back she ate a Dookie Chase. The mac and cheese was so amazing, she cried. (laughs) I love that. That's a good description. (laughs) I have those feelings. So this morning, or it actually might have been last night that the news uh, broke, um, but it dominated the coverage today. Arena Shake. uh, Left Bradley Cooper, but not only did she leave him, and all week long, starting on Monday, they're you know they've been on the rocks. There have been rumors about this well, yeah. going back to even before the award season. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I loved about it, and we posted the photo when I saw it last night, I thought she is a boss biatch. How she's leaving <laughs> the mansion. Yep. In Bel Air, she's walking down the steps from the mansion. Oh my it's God. Thursday afternoon at about four o'clock. Mm-hmm. The paparazzi called. She's got uh, a kind of a like a onesie, like, like a almost, workman's coveralls kind coverall. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Very supermodel. Yeah. Her hair is back. Very. Hoop earrings on. Looks like some kind of Gucci, fabulous, oversized sunglasses. She's yeah. carrying a huge bomber. <laughs> Jacket, yeah, with with fur a fur leather, collar, yeah, her phone, and then pulling a stylish suitcase, walking down to the limo. Now, why is this important? <laughs> because 
She let them know she was leaving. Yeah. They didn't put out a statement together. The limo is there. And then Friday news, which can be a slow news day, right. is dominated by the fact that these two are donezo. Yeah. I Boom. love her. Yeah, that was that was that was beautifully done. It was beautifully it. done. She's had to live with Bradley Cooper and his mom in their entire relationship. Okay, oh. since ever whenever they moved in together. Yeah, every award show the mom has to go with. They've had the kid together. The kid is young enough. I don't know, two or three years old, something like that. Their daughter, so she won't even remember her parents being no, together. No. And. Bradley Cooper was not a fan of PDA. And if you have followed Arena Shake, which I really haven't, but I did a deep dive. You did a little, little I research. forgot that she and Cristiano Ronaldo were a hot couple for like four years. And they were famous for tongue kissing <laughs> and PDA uh, and having their hands all over each uh, other all throughout their relationship. Interesting. That is interesting. Wait a minute. So what's the Bradley Cooper mother thing? Is she like completely controlly kind of a thing? No, or is she just well, there? His dad died when I think Bradley Cooper was like in his 30s or something. Okay. And his mom was devastated. And maybe she lived in Pittsburgh or wherever the hell he's from. And he said, come, yeah, to, come to Beverly Hills, yeah, mom. Yeah, you know, nice it. son thing to do. But yeah. she's never moved out. Oh, Oh, okay. She, she's in the coach house, but you know. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do you call it, Johnny? <laughs> I call it a coach, coach house. house. Yeah. And I love that page six writes, Shake kept a low profile in sunglasses in a beige jumpsuit. And I'm like, uh, that, that is, is that couldn't profile. be more planned, more boss, more yeah. just look at and me. And like working it because I am leaving. I'm packing up, up and, and out. out. No sign of the kid. This is the question. I was going to say there's no kid, which is a little bit funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But- and she's in New York today and she's been spotted out and about. But just take a look at this photo. I mean, yeah, that's she not like I'm business. going on a trip. That's not I'm traveling. That's I'm packed to go. I'm packed to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaving on a jet plane. Leaving on a jet plane. And she just looks like a million bucks. I know. So I mean, she's if you single. Bradley Cooper's single. Who else Keanu is single? Keanu Reeves is single. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt is single. Okay, Angelina is single. <laughs> Halle Berry. I'm just wondering well, if we can mix things people. up. Oh, I see. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know? Well, and then energy. the big yeah. question is, is Lady Gaga singing? Well, that Twitter well, yes. went Gaga. No bad of course pun intended they went crazy. over the breakup reports. And... Um, 
you know, I love this. They haven't been getting along for a while. Might be the insider statement of the year. They're not in a great place. And um, then one outlet says, oh, she's going to keep living at the house. Hello. No, no, she's not. That's awkward. And um, anyway, I think it had to have been a hard award season because they might have wanted to have broken up before. And then it just was and, not going to play well in the the story. He, he said, the story needs to be I'll write you another hundred thousand dollar check, or you know, yeah. something to stay, make oh. it worth your while to stay. God, how wrenching! How just uh, wrenching. Here's here's how you know this came from his people. He doesn't drink. It is into spirituality. She wants to go out. Okay, okay, she's, okay, she's only thirty three. I too would want to go out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you 33 know? with a little baby. So who doesn't need to be like anyway, there all the time? Twitter is doing Go. having a lot of fun with this today because um, it's just doing what Twitter does best yeah. and just having quite a bit quite of a bit. Lady Gaga is all over the place. So let's play this stuff from GMA, okay. Donnie, because I think we have Lady Gaga talking about this with Kimmel yes. about their chemistry. He's one of the hottest actors in Hollywood, having one of the biggest years ever. From his directorial debut in the critically acclaimed A Star is Born, to his turn at Rocket Raccoon in Avengers Endgame. But this morning, word that there is trouble in Bradley Cooper's personal life. He and his supermodel girlfriend, Arena Shake, are reportedly splitting. The Hollywood power couple began dating back in 2015 and welcomed a daughter two years later. Rumors of a split began shortly after Cooper and Lady Gaga performed at this year's Academy Awards. Shake was in the audience as their electrifying onstage chemistry sparked rumors of a romance between Cooper and the pop star. Lady Gaga later telling Jimmy Kimmel it was nothing more than gossip. Caused this big controversy because it was such an emote, you had such a connection with Bradley that instantly, and I guess this is a compliment, people started saying like, oh, you, they must be, de- they must be in yeah. love. Okay. First of all, like, <laughs> like, social media, quite frankly, is the toilet of the internet. Yes, it is. It's just like, I, like, and, and what it has done to pop culture is just like abysmal. And, and, and yes. People saw love, and guess what? That's what we wanted you to see. I'm not convinced. Yeah. Oh, Danny. I'm not convinced. I think he's, uh, maybe she's okay, but I think he's hung up on her. You do? I do. Yeah, all right. Well, remember, um, Bradley Cooper had the brief marriage to Jennifer Esposito four months. Mm -hmm. She signed some kind of a confidentiality clause, but she said a few shady things we can read between the lines. Cold fish. Oh. Cold fish. And um, Arena went from her hot five-year relationship with Cristiano Ronaldo and Bradley Cooper was her bridge. Yeah. And so they've been together since she broke up with Cristiano, had the baby two years Do you in. think the baby was an oops? Well, I, I don't know. The kid is four years old now, so... Yeah. Huh. You know, yeah, because they're attached forever now with that now kid. Now they're attached yeah. forever, and uh, I loved how they were tiptoeing around it when we got the photo of her yeah. leaving Bel Air yesterday. Yeah, clearly, Son's leaving child. on a jet plane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we come back. We do. We got to catch up with some food news with yeah, Stephanie yeah. March, and uh, we'll do that when we come back. And 
And um, yeah, even when you die and you're a famous person, you keep aging. Yeah, yeah it's true. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the uh, yeah. Kavya died at 59, yeah. you know, we gotta mark it. and today uh, his uh, Originals album came out, which is basically him singing all the songs that he wrote for other people. And it was kind of amazing reading John Bream's story today, yeah. how many songs he wrote for other people. Yeah. I know. I don't think I ever knew that until Sinead O'Connor. You know what I mean? The whole yeah, nothing, nothing compares, compares to you. you. Yeah, and Manic then, Monday yes! for the Bengals yeah. wrote a song right. for Kenny. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Lionel Richie. Uh, Sheena Easton. So many people. Yeah. yeah. So it's called the original. It's Prince doing those versions of the songs. Oh, that's Yeah, because I love his Nothing Compares to You. Love it. Yeah, it's so different. Mm-hmm. He originally wrote that for uh, St. Paul Peterson and Susanna Malvoint. Oh, Weird. Yeah, fun. and then of course he wrote songs for Morris Day in the Time. Of and course. So yeah. he, you know, I'll be, I'm curious to to hear that. Hear some of those songs. Yeah, just on title right now. Yeah. In two weeks, it'll be everybody everywhere. Can get it. Okay, so yeah. I have one uh, selfish restaurant uh, restaurant <laughs> question. I have Food. to ask for you. Okay. Ask from you. Uh, tell me about the bark and the bite. Bark and the bite, which is in St. Paul on Marshall and Creton. Yes, it took over the old heirloom space which closed down um it was uh so the best part is these guys were uh, one of the first barbecue food trucks kind of rolling around okay and they had this idea of doing some really good you know kind of like the kind you get in memphis yeah, like that like kind really of barbecue good, that kind of good stuff and then what happened is they you know they were rolling around they were pretty successful they'd be parked at breweries and everything else uh and then they got a permanent residence and they got a spot in a in a gas station basically over in northeast minneapolis cute yeah yeah, like a counter, like a good counter yep. in the back of a gas station. I mean, that's yeah, kind yeah. of very much how the South goes. Yeah, you know right. I, mean? I um, think at Gus's, the yes. original Gus's or in Oklahoma Memphis. Oklahoma Joe's in yeah. Kansas City, right? Yes. So they were doing, so they uh, things were going fine there, and then a fire happened. And so they actually got burned out of that space. And so then they kind of recouped, and they decided to reopen in the old heirloom space. And I think... I think it's better. You do? Yeah, I do think it's better. So they have this, still the little patio and then the yep. bar yep. and then you can probably have takeout. Yep, you can do takeout and they have sandwiches. Like you can do, you know, choose your smoked meat sandwiches, pulled pork shoulder, shredded turkey. Here's the big thing. We were talking about this. They do, uh, they call it jackalope What's and that? it's vegetarian jackfruit. So jackfruit is this massive fruit that a lot of the, but it's very meaty uh-huh. and it really works well like pulled pork. Like I've had a jackfruit taco that someone told me was pulled pork and I did not know the difference. Really? Yeah. I would love this because I don't yes. eat pork or anything. Then you or, should try the jackalope. because ribs or yeah. anything like that. Jackalope. It's called, they call, they call it 100% vegetarian barbecue jackalope. Okay. So you should give that a shot. Okay, I um, want to. They do have wings, you know what I mean? But their ribs are Memphis dry rub, which... You know, we were talking is a really good thing, but I also love their sauce because that's the other side of it is that a lot of people like I I get it. There's people who are like totally dry rub, you know, they only want the dry, you know, rib. But then there's other people who love the sauce. They have a cherry bourbon barbecue sauce that I think is delicious. Mm. Very delicious. So give it a shot. All right. And then in Minneapolis, St. Paul Magazine, what what what? New stuff are you guys telling us in the June issue? Is that we're on the June issue? Or are we, we are on the June issue. Okay. So we're talking patio. Yeah. More about like uh, 
talking about the bootleg, which is a big thing in the issue. Because What's the bootleg? So you not do you not know what a bootleg is? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I mean, I know what a bootleg know, yeah. record is. Yeah, a bootleg liquor. Yeah. It's a drink. Bootleg. Oh, okay. It's it is a drink. A drink. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So the bootleg is a very minty cocktail. You know, it's sort of it's sort of like a people are calling it the Minnesota mojito, but I kind of say don't say that. No, it's no, just call pathetic. it a bootleg. That's right. Pathetic. That's kind of gross. Yeah. But so what? I think this is the summer of the bootleg. I think this is where the summer like the bootleg really starts to shine and really become like more of a mainstream every summer thing. Uh, largely because Tattersall has uh, distilled a bootleg cocktail, but it's distilled. It's a spirit that basically has a mint and lime citrus flavoring to it. But is it whiskey? Is it it's rum? Like is it... oh, it's like vodka. Oh, it's vodka. It's like a vodka. Okay. Yeah. But so let me tell you a little. The history of the bootleg is that it is, um, it's kind of a green slushy drink that was in a lot of country clubs. You'd find it, you know, they'd have their secret bootleg mix and everyone, oh. every country club so, thinks that they invented it. Okay. It was a way to like order something with booze in it without them knowing it. Well, it goes all the way back to the gangster days when the gangsters would, yeah, but Mm -hmm. when they would then the city, you know, the city guys would leave the city and go out to the clubs and Mm -hmm. the lakes like White Bear Lake and like Minnetonka and they'd have their own private things, but Uh they had, they could only do bootleg gin, like bathtub gin, which is not tasty. No. (laughs) So, so what they did was they masked it with these really great minty slushy drinks. And then that was sort of like, they called it the bootleg. All right. I can't wait to try the bootleg. So I might have to make you some mix. The big now, the big thing is how it it went through so then the country clubs ended up having it and then basically the kids who worked in the pool shacks and the kids who worked on the you know Uh at the grounds crew they would go in and steal the bootleg mix and then that's how everybody else got to know about the bootleg Bootleg. yeah those like said parties so uh, lots of places are serving bootleg yeah you're gonna find well so Tattersall since they've distilled the spirit what they're doing is you can get it at Valley Fair you know which is new that they have cocktails at Valley Fair oh I didn't know they had cocktails at Valley Fair that would make it going to Valley Fair so much better Relatively new. That happened just this year. Wow! So there there's a Tattersall there. They've got uh, they've got wine and cans there. You guys, hello. Oh Surly is there. They've got tons of great. You know, Summit has great beers there. Yeah. They have amped up their game there. Yeah, good. Yeah, I know. Finally, finally. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it is kind of fun to go to amusement park. Well, and have a cocktail, and yeah. then you, then you can, if you decide to go on your roller coaster yeah, or not, right. you or, know, not or, or not, or not. <laughs> right. I think up and down is fine. Just don't go in circles. Yes, there That's you go. That's kind of I think that's a little side advice for me but um but yeah so and then the other cocktail news is just the big fact that minnesota or minneapolis you know south minneapolis has really started to up their game you remember in june or in january they passed the charter or the last election they passed the charter so that places that were beer and wine only could now get cocktails oh, or okay. could now get full liquor license okay so a lot of places are kind of doing that and while oh, novel let's get more taxes i know <laughs> i know and places like yeah. terzo and broders and pizzeria lola or matt's bar matt's bar tiny diner all those guys they are all now available. They have to apply. Yeah. They still have to go through the process. to serve that. Yeah. And yeah. so they're starting to kind of imagine what that can look like because obviously... That's more money for them. But if you're a bar, if you're a restaurant that hasn't had like a liquor bar, yeah. it's not like you can just build one. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? No I one's got the money saying. to be like, hey, yeah. let's yeah. just put in a whole rack and storage and a locker. And yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of them are trying to do batched cocktails and so they're doing kegs of cocktails and then they clear out a couple beer lines red wagon pizza is a good example they cleared out four beer lines and then put kegs of cocktail batched cocktail and now you can just get that on tap so you get a negroni on tap you can go and get gin and tonics by the pitcher there i see what you're saying yeah 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 okay 
So that's a lot easier. So yeah. that's, you know, and then you don't have to have like bottles and a rail. Yeah. The bummer is that it's harder to walk into a place and be like, hey, can I have like a Jack and Coke? Because yeah. they may not have the Jack. Right, right, right. You know, kind of there. But if you're used to only getting beer or wine there anyway, right. you've been conditioned. You're kind of, a, it's it's a bonus no yeah. matter what. <laughs> right. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. There's a lot of stuff. Patios, obviously everybody is, I mean, open for, open business. for business and loving life and, and, and the bigger thing is that just be aware that people are having a hard time staffing. You know, there's still sort of a little bit of a labor crunch going on. And because the winter was so hard, you know, they're kind of still ramping up. And so a lot of people are noticing that the patios are maybe not as staffed as they yeah. want them to be. Right. So just be patient is all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, like I think I did that. read a thing that this is like the best summer in years to be a teenager and yeah. get a, a restaurant job. Yeah, oh my God. You can yeah. make so much money, you guys. Mm-hmm. My kids, all their friends are working up at My Burger in mm-hmm. Wyzetta and mm-hmm. they are making... They're making enough money. They're yeah. doing real God. And and that's like, that was like, I loved working at a restaurant. Oh, in, I think everybody senior should. year of high school. I think, you know what it teaches? And we're talking, we talk a lot about this because of the minimum wage thing that's happening, yeah. that places are not hiring as many. They can't afford to hire as many servers. Right. And so what they're saying is that these kids are losing out on these jobs. And one of the impacts that I don't think is hard, it's harder to measure is humility. Yeah. When you have to go and serve another person mm-hmm. and it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lesson that every kid should learn or should have to learn. Yeah. And I think they should also work in a sweaty little kitchen, by the way. <laughs> by the way. By the way. <laughs> let's get, let's work on some of that character. Yeah. yeah. Any, any other restaurants that are open that you're kind of excited about? Or what are you guys talking about tomorrow? I know Stephanie is gone and Elizabeth Reese is yes. filling in. Do you have anything you want to promote for tomorrow? You know, show we're going to talk a little bit about, well, you know, we might be talking some more cocktails. Uh-huh. Cocktails in cans. This is a big thing for like boating and drinking yes. and stuff. And there's a new uh, Negroni in a little bottle. that Camping. I, Love it. Camping, totally. Yes. And uh, and then we're talking a little bit about uh, how cooking actually is a mental health activity. Oh. And so I think there's a little bit, there's a great Martha Stewart article that came out that talks about how, you know, the act of cooking is actually something of a, uh, you know, uh, something of, of a booster for your mental mm-hmm. health. So instead of it seeing it as a stressor, and I know a lot of people do see it as a stressor. Just they depends can't on imagine who you're it. cooking yes, for. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But then to sort of yeah. reframe it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And then... Um, it I, does feel good to feed people. It really does. It really does. And even if it's yourself, if you're cooking something you really want, yeah. like instead of saying, oh, I don't have time, I'm just going to yeah. do this, you disappoint yourself. Yeah. Whereas if you say the other week I had this craving for a salad and I have had, it just was really, I've had a really rough kind of like so busyness, I haven't been able to eat what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I took the time and it took me a couple hours to make the right salad. In fact, of like I grilled the chicken, you know, cut up all the other things and everything else, but it was the perfect salad and having that perfect bite like yeah. that just calmed yeah. me yeah good it put me in a whole different place i like place. that i yeah. like that i can i can already i'll be tuning in tune tomorrow. in tune into that okay listen we gotta go because um we're so excited uh jane green is one of our i would say julia and i have two favorite authors elon hildebrand or leanne moriarty and jane green those are our like, those are your clutch our we just love how all three of these ladies right we've read everything and jane green hasn't had a book out since the sunshine sisters yes two years ago and her latest book the friends we keep just came out this week so we're talking to her next. excellent they told what this feeling is like and i Hello, everyone.
everybody. Welcome back to uh, the Friday show. Lori and Julia. Julia's on vacation today. Stephanie March is filling in. And Jane Green. Hello, darling. How are you? Hello. Hello. I, you know, I've actually been sitting here very quietly listening to your show. <laughs> and I've been thinking, I really wish that I lived in Minnesota because everything that you say is exactly what I think. When you talk about kids learning humility, every, I agree, every kid should work in the service yes. industry. Um, I love what you said about cooking, being therapeutic. I totally agree. Um, so I'm thinking that I may have to move next door to you and, and host your radio show with, with you guys. Well, Jane, you can call in anytime you want, but we do have a My Talk app, and you can download and listen to our show whenever you want, however you want. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Now, Jane, you. we, okay, we, we were saying, I don't know if you heard me say, but we have three favorite authors, you, Ellen Hildebrand, and Leanne Moriarty. You three are oh. our favorite authors ever in the whole wide world and we read everything that you all write and we have not read a, had a book from you for two years the sunshine sisters which was so bloody good we love that <laughs> is that going to be a movie um well i i don't i hope so let's just say yes okay <laughs> let's just say yes. Uh, let's vote for yes because that yeah exactly let's let's put it out into the universe yes, yes it's definitely going to okay. be a movie yes. okay so if you have, if you haven't read the sunshine sisters it's jane's book from two years ago it's just wonderful and you've written so many novels and you know your latest book which uh both julia and i just devoured the friends we keep just came out this week so thanks for being with us so quickly Oh, it's my pleasure. I always look forward to being on your show. Tell people, because I really, like, your this story really struck a spot with me just about the whole, you know, I you know how you make friends in college, and I think it's a really universal theme, but if you could give people who haven't had a chance since the book's only been out for three days what the friends we keep uh, is about. Okay, so can I, can I, before I tell you what the book's yes. about, can I tell you a little bit about the inspiration behind the book yes. and how it started? Yes. So I, you know, I found myself at the age of, oh, I don't know, 49, 50, um, when I started thinking about this book, realizing that I had this incredibly busy full life, and yet it's also much more isolated than I ever expected. And I, I, Excuse me, you could argue that, that perhaps that's because I'm a novelist and I'm something of an introvert. But when I spoke to women my age, all of us in kind of midlife with our kids getting ready to leave home, so many women started to confess that they felt the same way. And honestly, I, I found, I started, I blame technology. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we're all hiding behind our screens. And by the way, I'm just as guilty. Heaven forbid my phone should ever ring. <laughs> I used to sit in horror thinking, what's the matter with you? Why can't you text me like a normal person? Yes. So, yeah. we, you know, everybody texts. We don't pick up the phone. We're not sitting on our front porches chatting with our neighbors. Yeah. And, and so we're all far more isolated. And then every time my husband and I went out for dinner with friends, 
at some point during the evening, we'd find ourselves having the same conversation with our friends, which was always, hey, you know, why, when the kids all leave, why don't we buy a plot of land somewhere or a farm and we'll all have a tiny house on the land, mm-hmm. but then we'll have like a big barn that has a big kitchen and a living room so we can be together and have our own space and, and kind of go into the next part of our lives with the people that we love so we're not alone. And I started to think, oh, this would make a really interesting novel. Well, um, that is true because really communal living is more com- is common in your co- college years or post high school, even if you don't go to college, but more in your late teens and 20s. You yeah. really are very connected with your I have had friends. that exact same conversation. Yeah. You know, About like we, yeah, we're all like the ladies up in the woods. Like yeah. We're like basically yeah. all going to build the commune and go have a big kitchen in the middle. And yeah. then everyone yeah. has their own place to go sleep. That's it. That, that is, that's exactly it. So this is really what my book is about, but it's about three people. And when we meet them, we meet them in the 1980s and they're all at university in England, although two of them are originally from, from the United States. And they live together and they are best friends and they swear they'll be best friends forever and ever. But of course, once they graduate, you know, life gets in the way. There's that lovely John Lennon quote, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they, they plan to be friends forever, but life gets in the way and we follow them throughout their lives. And one of them, Evie, is holding this great big dark secret from college days. And in fact, she is forced to withdraw from the friendship because she's so terrified that the others will find out. But we follow them through their lives. And then at their 30th reunion, they all show up. And within minutes of being together, it's as if no time has passed. They fall right back into the friendship. And by the end of the night, they're also having this fantasy conversation of wouldn't it be amazing if we lived together, but they decide to do it. And of course, because it's a novel, um, we know that Evie has this secret and what seems to be paradise may be about to explode when the secret is discovered. Because oh, yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. No, this this yeah. book is so great. Jane, I, I don't know how you do Because how many books have you written now? What number is um, this? So, <laughs> This is my 20th, and I have to tell you, I'm over halfway through my next one. Oh, well done, you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, the part of England that this is, where is this? Because, like, your descriptions of this this little village that they're living in, I mean, I could feel it, smell it. It just, where, is it a real place? Yeah, um, well, I... I sort of created a fictitious village, but in a real area, which is an area of Somerset just outside mm. of Bath. So do you remember that movie, The Holiday? Yes. Yes. and Cameron Diaz. You remember that little stone cottage sort of nestled in the yeah. hills? Yeah. And how perfect. Well, this is kind of the, the slightly the more affluent version of that, because this is a wonderful old stone manor house in Somerset with, with kind of rolling lawns and hedgerows and... It's all rather gorgeous with with English country pubs. And so you get a bit of New York, you have a bit of Connecticut, you have Somerset, you have some London, it's a bit of everything. Yeah, and I also really like the, um, uh, you know, I like the story. I like that you kind of wove in with the story about Evie having a history of being around men who are abusive because I think that is, people don't realize it. 
that can happen to any Anyone. woman or any man yeah. even at yeah. any time yeah. in your life. Yep. Yeah. We, we don't recognize I, I it. We don't know it. That that's and especially for Evie, she her her parents had an abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, that was all she knew. There was right. an element of that being home for her. And and you know there are a lot of issues in this book, but it's not heavy handed. No. And I think it's really that you don't get to reach the middle of your life without suffering in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, life is hard. Yeah. And, and we don't realize when we're in our 20s and 30s quite how tough it's going to be. And, and you know, what's interesting is that we're living in the Instagram age where everything looks perfect right. online, but, but that's not real. That's you know, really, it, it, it's, it, it's life is about connection and, and we're built to connect. And, and I feel very strongly that connection and community is 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 we have to find our way back to that. Yeah, I think I so. I, well, I hope that you know, uh, people. I think the friends we keep would be a great book club yes. read, as well as just a page turner. Like I said, I mean, I I was you know I read it in four days, and damn it, if I wasn't sad that it was over. <gasps> oh, you know, I love Sorry, those. But- but I'm working hard on the next one. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Jane, it is wonderful to talk to you. I'm glad we're friends on Twitter at Jane Green. Um, you're fun to follow. And I just, we just adore you. And just, we're so glad that um, you're our friend and that you keep writing such wonderful books. Well, I, I love you girls. And it's the highlight of my talk. You're so sweet. Thank you. The book is The Friends We Keep. We've got a couple copies to give away. Bye, Jane. Have a good weekend. We'll be right back. Our number is 651-641-1071. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.